Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Welcome back to the new truth, my loves, and welcome to episode 14, Discovering Your Sacred Love Blueprint with astrologer Andy Dupuis. Andy is one of Kate's very best friends, and Kate and I are super excited to share this episode with you for many reasons, but one of which being that the whole intention behind the New Truth movement is giving women permission to follow the truth of their own souls and coming to terms with the fact that our culture, the old paradigm, patriarchal culture, still in 2020, the cultural conditioning for women is that there is only one way to do life. And for me, I have had the privilege and blessing of having a reading with Andy, and astrology has been a part of my life for a really long time. And astrology was one of the first tools that gave me permission to be who I am, right? To stop comparing myself to other people, to stop thinking that there was only one way of being. And so, Andy, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. And Andy is a writer, astrologer, astrology teacher, and tarot reader who combines ancient classical techniques from techniques, <laughs> that's a word, from esoteric Western astrology, Hellenistic astrology, Jaimini, and Vedic astrology into her own unique intuitive astrology system that she calls sacred astrology. She is also the resident astrologer for Rising Woman, a popular Instagram account with 1.3 million followers where she writes bi-weekly moon reports. And at the end of our episode, we'll be sure that you know exactly where to find Andy to receive a reading from her. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And Kate, I'd love to hear your, you know, your story about Andy being your best friend. Well, this lovely lady has been... Um, my sister, best friend for over 10 years. We've been on a wild journey together. We've both grown tremendously since we've known each other and been through a lot together. Um, and she is a lifelong learner. She's like always studying something, some healing modalities back in the day and astrology and human design. And she just like is always studying, studying love, studying relationships. She's, yeah, it's, it's so inspiring. And and I'm so blessed that I'm her best friend because I get to be the guinea pig every time she learns anything new. And what I want to say about um, Andy and her astrology is she's so she brings such a unique spin. I've had a lot of astrology readings and human design readings and um, all sorts of different types of readings, you name it. I've had it in the last 15 years. And um, I think that for astrology, Andy brings a totally unique perspective. She's 
so open-hearted and soft and brings such a gentle feminine approach to it where she combines all of the wisdom from all of these different places but also she's so connected with her heart when she shares it so um it it never feels like uh sometimes my experience with astrologers is it feels like a psychic reading or something where they're like this is what's gonna happen and then it's like you're you know you're screwed in love for the next 10 years or whatever the whatever the thing is and the way andy presents Andy any bit of information, it always feels inspiring and uplifting. And um, mm. she saved my life with astrology so many times, so many times where I've had really low days or really challenging experiences that I've been going through. Um, she just pulls out my chart and does a little mini reading and, and uh, helps me get back on track. So it's really, really helped me deepen my relationship to myself. And uh, she just helps me like love myself through my astrological chart. It's the coolest thing. So she's super, super unique in her perspectives and totally brilliant and so beautiful and just, yeah, so, so happy to have her here and share her with you. So awesome. And I loved my reading as well, Andy. So thank you so much. I'm very excited to have you on today. And I feel like where we need to start. So I'm sure, right, if someone's finding the new truth movement, you, oh, this is a woman, a woman listening to our podcast is a woman who's on a path of personal development, right? A woman who's growing and learning and committed to discovering who she is in her life. And even if that's true, maybe has never dabbled in astrology or maybe been afraid to get a reading because it might be so limiting on this is who you are and you're never going to change. And that's, that's always been what's been um, a negative for me in some of the past readings. And Andy, what you did was really not only so much validation, but really one of the only people when I had a reading started with like, please remember free will right? Like you can take, take what works for you and, and leave the rest. And that permission enabled me to drop so deeply into my own heart and my own intuitive wisdom, and then really open to receive, right? What you had to offer. So I feel like we need to start with like the bare bones of what is astrology and why does it matter? And why does it matter to you? Mm -hmm. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. So happy to be here with you guys. Um, astrology for me, well, I'll just pull it back a little bit. So, um, if you were to take a picture of the sky, the moment that we're born, it's astrology, your chart, your natal chart is the composition or what the, the stars and the planets look like at the moment, moment of your birth. So God was, um, blessed us with this amazing blueprint for our lives, for our growth, our development. It shows us our challenges. It shows us our destiny it shows us our soul's path there's so much in an astrology chart and in um you know modern western astrology there's so much focus on the sun sign because western is western culture is so focused on personality so the sun in your chart is your personality your outward focus your public self and actually in eastern astrology it's more focused on the moon so I study both. I've taken pieces of my system from both because I just think they're so beautiful, both of them. They both have their, their pluses and their challenges. And yeah, so I've kind of taken both of them. And this beautiful blueprint that we're given shows us our path. But nothing is set in stone. Even within one chart, there's so many layers of potentiality. So for mm-hmm. example, if I was 
somebody who never worked on myself, I may still be living my natal chart out or the the level, let's call it level one of my natal chart. Or if I've done some work on myself and I'm kind of growing and evolving and I'm connected to my soul in some way, I might be at like level two of my natal chart. And then, you know, if I've done lots of work and I'm, I'm, you know, there's like the highest level. So it just keeps going and going and going. So I don't believe that we're stuck with anything. I think we have the, and that can be a really, a lot of people have been deeply burned by astrology readings mm. and have a negative view because it's like, hey, this is the way it is. I've seen it in your chart. I was told years ago, you're unlucky in love. And that's just it. And I was just like, excuse me? <laughs> no, I didn't. It, and, it, and I believed it for a while until I, stu- until I studied astrology and saw what they were talking about and what they meant was you aren't set up for traditional relationship okay that's a different that's a different way of explaining it Mm. leave some empowerment yeah wow wow so let's talk about how the sun sign is the first sign based on just your birth date Mm -hmm. right Right. And so how would you describe, because I know what, I mean, Kate and I even said it in our first interviews when we were getting to know each other, we were both like, okay, I'm a cancer sun, Scorpio moon and Libra rising. I'd love to hear your signs and just, let's just do a quick, like what just those three things even mean. We'll go a little deeper. Yeah. So your sun sign, which is the most popular, everyone knows their sun sign. It changes every, whatever it is, 30 days or something like that. So everyone within that time frame has the same sun sign. So obviously, if you met everyone that's within 30 days of your birthday, you're not all going to be alike. You're going to be very different because you all have, the sun is only one of the many, many planets and asteroids and aspects and everything in your chart. It's, it's you know, in some ways, it's one of the least important pieces, um, though it is important in a lot of ways too. But anyway, so everyone in that time frame would have your same sun. And then the moon changes every two days or so, one or two days, kind of just depends. And so everyone within that time frame would have your same moon. So if you were born on the 31st, and then someone's born on the first, they probably have the same moon as you. So right, so you may have the same sun and moon. Okay, then you come to the rising sign, it can, it changes I don't know the exact, I'm not good at like remembering the exact times of things, but whatever, it'll be like every hour, half an hour. Wow. So so if you were born at 101 and someone was born at 102, you could be completely different because your rising signs would be different. And it's the rising sign defines your entire chart, which is why it's so important to know your exact minute of birth, because you Mm -hmm. could have a completely different chart if you were born two minutes later. So these are kind of like the three most prominent parts of astrology, the sun, moon, and rising. They're kind of like this triad, a secret triad, let's call it that. And yet that's not even the surface. There's your, you know, especially when it comes to love, because then you're, you're looking at your Venus, you're looking at your, which is an, obviously you guys know Venus is a planet. You're looking at your Mercury, your Mars, your Jupiter, your Juno, which is an asteroid. You're looking at your Rahu and your Ketu. And oh, it's just, there's so Mm -hmm. much to it it's so we can't um generalize so for me to say you know kate is a taurus oh she's just she's a taurus so she's exactly like this it's just crazy like it just mm-hmm. she is not like that it was one piece of her but um her personality is way more infinite than that 
Mm. Just like it's crazy to think that all women get married, have 2.5 kids, and live <laughs> happily ever after in a white picket fence. Yeah. And what what's so important for us on on having you on here is just really that continuous permission slip for women to be willing to discover who they are. Like Kate, I think every episode so far is like you and me busting on how could you know you want to marry, you want to get married before you even met someone that you want to marry. (laughs) Right. And how many women, right. So my like soapbox is always on patriarchal culture, which is I right out of the womb. I'm told that I better be a good girl with a happy personality and don't ruffle feathers and don't be too loud and, and morph into right. What our society values. And I loved Andy, we were talking earlier about how Kate's personality is totally what's valued in our culture. And then there's you and I with Scorpio moons, like a little more intense and deep and darker. Um, and I, and you shared this really powerful um, experience of what it was like to give permission for y- yourself um, on embracing your truth of who you are. I'd love if, for you to like come back to that um, again for our listeners. Yeah, actually, I was just thinking my origin story or the way that I found astrology kind of shows how quickly we are to kind of reject our, how we not, our, our signs. So let's just say it that way. So I was sharing earlier when I first discovered astrology, which would have been, I was 16 or, you know, really young. And, uh, I was told I was a Capricorn, which nobody likes Capricorns. It's such a sign you don't want to be. Everyone's just like, oh, the worker and they're just ambitious and they're aloof and cold and mean and all of this. And I remember being told I was a Capricorn and I was like, oh, no, I want to be the girl that's like Kate, you know, and someone, <laughs> got some Leo who's like, hey, everyone, I'm everyone's friends and la 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 and happy all the time <laughs> and all of this. And I felt like that's what I should be. So actually, um, part of why I dove into astrology is I decided I didn't want to be a Capricorn. Capricorn. <laughs> so I went and found all these books and I actually found a book that um, told me based on my birthday, because it is at the end of January. So it's near mm. the cusp of Aquarius that actually you're a Capricorn. And I was like, yay, I'm not a Capricorn. Okay. Um, so already at 16, I was rejecting myself. Mm. And as I've um, dove into astrology and out, uh, especially in the area of love, I have seen over and over and over very, very few women and men for that matter are set up to marry one person and stay with them for the rest of their lives. It's actually extremely rare. Very, very. So um, I, I started looking at that and being like, wow, that's interesting. Some people are really set up to have many romances. Some people are more sexual in nature. They need to have like deep transformational sexual experiences. Some people marry later in life. That's a hard one for, for younger women to grasp. Um, for example, I'm a, I'm a late bloomer in love because my, my ruler of my seventh house, which is your marriage house, is in um, a, a sign ruled by Saturn. And that makes me a late bloomer. Okay, but if you told me that when I was 20, I would have cried and I don't even know if I would have wanted to be alive still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how, how much I wanted this one partner and this one thing to like show up for me and oh, where is it? And if you would have told me that like at 20, it would be not till I'm 40. Oh, ugh. and yet it's like 
which is why a lot of people don't want to go to astrologers because they don't want to hear these <laughs> kinds of things. But I never think something's written in stone. I mm -hmm. believe, and I told Catherine, and I've told Kate at the beginning of your readings, if, if I say something and it feels wrong in your gut, it's wrong. And I've had lots of readings where something inside me just went, nope, not true. And so I always tell my clients, like, you listen. If it doesn't resonate, toss mm -hmm. it. Um, I have no authority over your life. I don't know more than you. Yes, I can see a chart. Who cares? You know, you are the soul in your body. You're driving the ship. This is your life. And I do believe in free will. I believe that, yes, if we were, like I said at the beginning, if we were never to work on ourselves, would we be, would we re really live into our natal chart? Probably. But as women who are doing the work and changing our karmas and understanding ourselves and the way our charts are set up, we change our karma. This is, this is Eastern astrology now. They talk a lot about karma in your chart. So I would never tell a person they're stuck in something because I've been told that. And it, it's painful and I don't like being put in that kind of box. So I try not to box anyone. <laughs> and I just want to speak to the uniqueness of the chart. The reason it's so beautiful is because the, the only reason we think we want a husband at 20 years old or like want to find the one at 25 or at 30 is because we're taught that we're all supposed to have that. Like that's yes. the old paradigm of love. And that's why I love astrology so much because it, it, it breaks down the old paradigm. It's like, Hey, that's actually not what you're here to experience. And when I, I used to think that's what I was here to experience till I was 30. I was, you know, I was like actively in fantasy land planning my wedding with the guy that my gut was like, no, this is not right. And it's not even in my chart. Like I'm not, I mean, sure. I'm sure you'll talk about my charts, but I'm not designed for one partner and a marriage and happily ever after that's so not what I'm designed for but until I was 30 years old I was actively seeking for it because I thought it was the only option and I thought there that there would be something wrong with me if I didn't have that so that to mm -hmm. me that's what makes astrology so beautiful is that you do get to see how unique you are and and mm -hmm. and in my experience every time I've had a reading it's like I, I lean more into celebrating who I am mm -hmm. like ooh and where I'm grow and I love that in astrology includes like what you're growing into what you're moving away from what like there's just so many aspects to it where it's like really really validates what already is inside, but my mm -hmm. ego mind has told me something different because of the conditioning we've had around love and relationships. Yeah. When, when I do a reading, my main goal is that that person fall in love with themselves and see how unique they are. And I actually fall in love with them when I look at their chart, because I see we are all, we're all so different. Our souls are all mm -hmm. so different and on completely different paths. There isn't one way. Everyone's so beautiful and unique and mm -hmm. so to think we all would be cut out for the same thing is crazy it's crazy yeah, yeah. and and so, yet i mean it's it's crazy and until someone is willing to get conscious right and and wake up uh to the world that that's what is still the story and there's it's a big 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 energetic and i think it takes a lot to f fight. I mean, we keep talking all the time about how stepping out of the old paradigm is no small feat, mm -hmm. right? Learning to love yourself, especially as a woman is revolutionary. 
because the world is profiting on you not <laughs> right and and so it was just so beautiful to hear you reflect that andy and i i think that for me the gift of self-discovery i mean a lot of people go into personal development in order to be fixed right? Like fix me, I'm broken rather than wait, I want to discover the magic and the gift of who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's what astrology has done for me. And since you've touched on it, I feel like we should totally turn toward what the heck is a sacred love blueprint. Um, and, and if you are a single woman who's been disillusioned about love right now or thinks your life should be different than what it is right just everybody take a breath and <laughs> open and listen and listen to this wisdom and and as always even as you're listening to us right like take what resonates with you and leave the rest but most of all the purpose of discovering your sacred love blueprint is giving permission to appreciate and accept who and what you are and to stop the comparison and jealousy game so andy what is a sacred love blueprint <laughs> well um there's many of them because there's as many blueprints as there are women so that's the first thing there isn't just one like this is the blueprint and everyone's following it it's the opposite of that mm -hmm. basically what i found as i <clears throat> um, really dove into astrology is there's uh, various types of women there's what i'll call like seventh house women so that's women who are meant to be married partnered and they thrive in relationship like marriage not just like long-term partnership there's women who's have a really good fifth house so they're really good at like romantic relationships and they'll have many 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 lovers and have fun with them and travel maybe travel the world with that person and you know um but they'll you'll, you'll talk to them and by 35 they've dated whatever 100 people but they've <laughs> loved it or you know and these are the women that have that i'm actually geared more toward fifth house it's like um if you're trying so hard to like you, you're you're oh but i need to find a seventh house like i need to be in this partnership it, and it just it just doesn't really work <laughs> it just doesn't really work and then there's um, women who are more geared toward their eighth house which is really deep sexual transformation and we all know women like this they're they can have lovers and they don't get too attached to people in relationship and you know they can come and go and they or they're in open relationships or different things like that so that might be maybe more of how it can show up and again it's going to be so unique for everyone this is still generic um, but then there is, so the, that's kind of one thing I look at their house placements where, where their their strongest houses when it comes to relationship and there's other houses that play in. So just, just know that I'm never going to generalize astrology because it is so unique. I, I can't, so it's kind of hard to do, but I'm going to do my best. And then, um, for women, we would look at their Venus, which is the, how their girl self is. So kind of their younger self is is their venus so for example catherine your venus where was your venus i can't remember off the top of my head but luckily i have your chart here <laughs> um i pulled it up just so i have it um i can't i wish i could remember these things yeah so yours is in cancer so um you have catherine has a ton of cancer she has what's called a stellium of um planets in her house of career actually but it's in cancer so a stellium is three or more planets so she has a concentrated energy so yes her sun sign is cancer but she no matter what because she has so many planets there she would show up as a cancer 
Mm. Um, which that's how she lead. That's how people would pick her up. They'd be like, oh, she's so nurturing and loving and caring. And I could just like rest in her arms. Yeah. (laughs) Great at snuggling. (laughs) Yeah. She'll be an amazing mother and she's very lunar. Okay. So that's, for example, that's where your Venus is. So your Venus is how you show up and it's also how you love. So Mm. you're just very nurturing towards your partner. You would take care of them. You would love them up. And it's also how you show up and kind of yeah your girl self or oh kate i can't remember yours either i gotta gemini, I, gemini. okay okay so kate for example needs constant communication um her self needs to talk she needs to talk she needs to communicate she needs conversation she needs ideas she needs to talk about ideas she loves this conspiracy stuff she wants to talk about her conspiracy <laughs> stuff. So like so this is how Kate loves and it's how she needs to be loved. So that's just one piece of the pie. It's not all of Kate. It's not all of Catherine. There's also your moon. That's how you, that's your, that's more of your like emotional self, or I would say like your, 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 your deep female self. So you got your Venus, which is kind of like your girl self and you got your moon, which is like your deep emotional self and how you are as a woman. And Catherine's and mine is both in Scorpio. And as I was mentioning earlier, Scorpio, the moon is actually at its, at its fall in Scorpio, which isn't its, its happiest placement. Cause um, it, it can oftentimes a moon in Scorpio will be people that had a lot of trauma that have a lot of dark pain that have gone through depression. Scorpio is a very deep feeling sign. It's, it's very watery. It broods, it sticks on things. It has pain for years. It doesn't move through things like a Leo would, which is like fast and fire. It's very feeling. So um, Scorpio's moons have to constantly feel. And so in relationship, it's like the, that feeling and that needing that intensity Mm. needing the depth of love needing to feel that they're not wounded so so um and kate your moon is in virgo okay so i was i was sharing earlier that it's interesting to me because scorpio moons scorpio and virgo are two and i'd say scorpio capricorn and virgo are the three most um looked down upon signs whereas we've got like everyone loves a leo everyone loves a cancer everyone loves like an aquarius you know these are like the positive and the you know general consciousness like nobody wants to be a virgo or a capricorn and scorpio is kind of a mixed bag because people kind of look up to it but are scared you know (laughs) and um but it's interesting because scorpio archetypically is the witch so that witches were hung it's a it's power it's a powerful woman so for you Catherine, it's like your moon is very powerful so you could you could scare men with your emotional depth and range i did (laughs) (laughs) that's why your relationships didn't last longer than a year (laughs) not i could i did (laughs) not andrew though not exactly so you guys are compatible in that way I've scared men my whole life. I'm just like, <laughs> sorry, I feel deeply you want to take it or leave it. Um, but, and then Kate has her, her moon in Virgo and she's told, oh, when I first was like really deep diving deep in astrology about five years ago, 
she just would say reject her Virgo moon so deeply. And I'm like, <laughs> as I, I would unravel it for her, Kate, what a beautiful moon you have. It's so, uh, Virgo is the high priestess. So the other archetype that is con- that is killed off, the powerful woman, the one who, the intuitive wisdom, the purity, you know, in tarot, she's sitting in her chair and she's getting divine wisdom downloads. Mm. So Kate's emotions are pure and she expects it in partners. She, and it's, um, you know, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So it's another thing where she needs communication, talking, talking about emotions, moving through things. Um, but she will have pure emotions. So these, these are actually good examples. Scorpio feels intensely like an ocean and Virgo is just like, their emotions come and go very purely. So it's, yeah. So you guys have kind of, you actually, the two of you have amazing charts together. I'm, I'm getting a little specific here, but okay. So you, as a woman, I like you, it. you want to know your, your Venus sign, your moon sign. You want to also know your black moon Lilith, which is how you Ooh. show up sexually and your Eros, which is another asteroid, which is how you show up sexually. And I'm not, and, and your Mars is how you show up sexually too. Um, so another piece of the pie would be your Mars. Um, so Kate, your Mars is in Taurus and Catherine, your Mars is in, what is your Mars in again? Leo. Okay. So, so Catherine is a little bit of more of a leader when it comes to relationships. She could actually drive the ship a little bit more, whereas Kate's is in Taurus. So it's like her way of expressing and it's sexual too. So, um, <laughs> I hope you guys don't mind if I reveal. A bring it, bring it. <laughs> this, this is, is the new truth. Edu- it's for <laughs> educational purposes. <only. laughs> um, so, so I would say Catherine could be a bit like a sexual leader, you know, she maybe is the one, that's like, let's, try, let's try this, honey. Let's like do I this. I wasn't scaring the boys away. It's funny. I mean, I feel like we have to, I'm so sorry, Andy, like we're going to pause for like one second because I can feel when, um, like this is so mind blowing. Right. Like this is so big when women are raised to act and be a certain way. And then everything about everything else goes underground. Right. And then comes out sideways. And I can also feel when, and we addressed it like that part of like, Oh, I want to be like so-and-so rather than just really embracing who we are. We're not the, the new truth is beyond just like not all relationships are supposed to be the same, but all women yes. are not supposed to be the same. And I, I love that we're doing the vulnerability here. We want, I mean, of course, Kate and I want our listeners to know who we are and to like be in real time, the awareness of what happens in a reading, like what you learn about yourself and that permission. I scared away every single boyfriend I ever had. And almost all of them said like, you're too much for me like your your emotions are too much and i maybe haven't had a lot of boyfriends but i have had a lot of sexual partners <laughs> like a lot. um and and so like, like that, that too and 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 that was even something i said in my reading with you andy on like i haven't spent like i'm not a woman who has spent a really long time single right mm-hmm. like maybe i wasn't in a relationship but i was never really alone mm-hmm. um and so I just feel like I wanted to do a break set for all women listening. I'm like, look, you get to be exactly who you are. Yes, you have choice. And there's so much magic in discovering the blueprint of you. And so this is perfect that you're going back and forth about yes. Kate and I. Yeah. And I, I want to 
I, can I add one more thing too? Yeah. I just want to say I like what exactly what you said earlier, Andy, like this is the thing that will have you fall in love with yourself because you can study it and study it and study it. And, and the way that Andy, I highly recommend everyone get a reading with Andy, the way that hopefully you have the manpower to do it, but the way that Andy does readings, it's like, she gets so excited about, you see what she just did for me with the high priestess of the Virgo thing. I, previous to going into astrology with Andy, I heard Virgos were just detail oriented. My, my partner, Jeff is a Virgo, very detail oriented, very like organized. And I was like, I'm not like that at all. And I thought maybe I'm emotionally detail oriented. Yeah. I, I do remember emotions, but it just didn't resonate with me and how she helped me fall in love with the Virgo moon because of the high priestess archetype and how she talks about it. So to me, that's what makes you so unique as an astrologer is, is, and why it's so aligned with the work that I do with women and with the work that Catherine and I do and, and our message on this podcast is, it is the new truth is about getting out of the fucking stupid stories that we've been fed about who we're supposed to be and what our life's supposed to look like and getting curious about your own soul. And there are so many resources out there like astrology where you can go so deep and you can learn so much about your own soul that you didn't even know. That's so freaking cool. And, you know, permission giving for you to be so much more than you think you are right now in this moment. And yeah, it's just uh, amazing. So love it. Okay. Carry on. So now back to our sex lives. Yeah. Yeah. Back to our sex lives. I, I'm, I want to go to that, but I first want to speak just quickly. We'll I'll go back to the sex life. Don't worry. We all want to know what our Mars is. It's all good. Um, I want to know the dark just, thing, whatever just, the dark. Oh, the dark moon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say, first of all, that there, I believe that there is in our society an over glorification of the couple and mm -hmm. an over glorification of women who are seventh house, which would be like Catherine. Catherine is very rare because she actually is set up to be married for life. It's in her chart. It's no Whoa. joke. She has Jupiter in her seventh. Um, she has many things to her seventh house that indicate like lifelong marriage and that she will find one person and probably stay with them. And even if she was divorcing this person, she would find another person to marry because it's her karma. That's what she's meant for. And it's part of her learning because in a past life, she wasn't. She, she, she was probably monastic. She was a nun or something. Anyway, her life is about learning how to be in a partnership. So we all glorify that. Oh, I wish I had Catherine's thing in my chart. Oh, mm -hmm. I, mean, I thought I think that too. I'm like, I wish I had that. But no, because my karma and Kate's actually Kate's is very hers is very much set up about herself it's she's she's very much a first house girl it's like she's here in this life to learn independence and self and fall in love with herself and live her life her way and drummer so i just wanted to say that we over glorify like we over glorify certain signs yeah well you know what the cosmos doesn't um think some signs are better than the other there's 12 for a reason and each of them are equal 30 degrees for a reason and each of them matter for a reason each of them are so important so I don't look at a chart and think like oh my gosh thank god she's got you know what's another sign everyone loves 
What's it? Throw one out. Another one everyone loves is Pisces. Taurus. Pisces. Taurus. Yeah. Thank you. Pisces. Okay. Oh my gosh. Thank God she's a Pisces because you know she's way better than like the Capricorn or the <laughs> the. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness she's a Sagittarius. Like this is our conditioning. There's a conditioning around astrology too and around traits. So. Mm. I understand that everyone would want to be a seventh house girl, woman, and yet that's for very few people. I've seen it in maybe in two charts ever. And, um, and here's the thing. If you want it, it's just your conditioning because if you're not designed for it, like I'm not designed for it, I used to want it. I used to be in the fairy tale. I used to be so excited to find the one and then I found the next one and then the next one and then the next one and I couldn't get enough ones mm -hmm. until I until I went on a self-love journey awakening who I really am and realized like oh my god life is so much better like this now I don't I don't desire to be with one person forever. I'm on a mission purpose. Like I'm totally not focused on that and, and I'm way happier. Yeah. So the, the reality is when you get out of who the idea of who you think you should be and you start to get to know your own blueprint and really live into it, you will be way happier. You will be way happier. Yeah, because there is nothing worse than being uh, like Kate an, uh, an independent, her life is built to work on herself, etc. stuck in trying to be seventh house and trying to be in a relationship and being miserable and being stuck, which is what a lot of women do because we do have free will. So it's like, Hey, you know, you want to, you want to, or somebody who's meant for a relationship, but sleeps around and feels horrible inside constantly, because that's not actually the best usage of their energy. It's not the best use of the planets. Mm -hmm. So when I look at astrology, I think, I don't think, oh, we're stuck like this. I think, how can you use your planetary placements? How can you live into it in the, at the highest level? So- I feel like I need to say this, and this is clearly my like chart as a seventh house woman, but there obviously is a difference between being propelled for a relationship because I'm told that's what I'm supposed to want. And then there are women that that's what they want and they're allowed to want it. And there's a difference between trying to force it to happen and recognizing that I can have an experience that I'm having. Because even though I've made vows to Andrew forever, that doesn't mean that I'm now chilling and, and hoping for the best in my relationship. Like it's an active, alive process. And why I'm so grateful that you're sharing this about Kate and I is because that's like the difference in our messages. So if you're a woman and listening, like now you're getting insight into who you'd best work with, right? On like what your work and your personal development path wants to be and where you want to learn and evolve. Because I think that's insane to say that all the people that are in relationships are struggling in relationships because of their astrology chart, right? Yeah. I don't imagine that's what you would say, Andy, right? Not. And no, so, no. like, it's, it's like giving that space for, and Kate, you say this at every episode, right? Like, where is it where coming, is it coming from? from? <laughs> right? Where yeah. is it coming from? And, and I appreciate, I mean, it's so important because I, I think I've had so many, I mean, one of the biggest pains among my friendships is I'm... 32 years old. I met Andrew when I was 27. Andrew proposed to me within nine months and like, boom, like we're good now, six years later. And I have friends in their late thirties that had such a hard time watching me do that. Like such a hard time, like so, so painful. And I feel like I hope I want them to listen to this and to like, hear you say like, this is the most natural thing in the world 
for me. And of course, Andrew came into my life when I was more deeply connected to my soul rather than trying to make a relationship work with someone who clearly didn't appreciate or accept me Mm -hmm. um, for who I am. So another piece of charts is timing. Yeah. So like I say, nothing's written in stone. So a lot of people could, could have, um, you know, be meant for a partner, but again, they don't meet them till later in life or they're meant for a partner and they get divorced. It's just, everyone's so different. The whole thing I want to say is whatever, like, I don't want anyone to feel shame about their, their choices or what they desire or what they want. Um, like Kate said, it's just where it's coming from. Is it like, Oh, I, I, this is actually truly in my highest best interest to sleep around with a bunch of people you know when you're out of alignment you can feel it in your heart it's just mm-hmm. whether you want to admit it or not yeah. and, or is it actually my path yeah i want to have tons of lovers that feels great to me i want to do that for the you know who knows for the rest of your life because again timing changes something yeah. can happen in your chart you know saturn comes along and boom you change completely so I don't want anyone to ever feel like just because you, one of these houses might be better for you that you're ever stuck in it. So yes. So you, that is how you're set up now, Catherine. It could be like, you know, in 10 years, you could be like, boom, something happens in your chart and it's like, okay, nope, not, this isn't working anymore. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I do want to go back to sexuality because it's so wild. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and I want to make sure that I get as much of this in as I can. Like I said, astrology is so complicated. I could literally, I could talk. For hours. Hours. <laughs> days. Mm-hmm. Days. Um, but I just wanted to touch on some key things because I want, with the love blueprint stuff. But underneath it all, again, is that core message of each woman is so unique so cliche like snowflake (laughs) (laughs) but it's true i mean but it's true like a planet each planet is so unique they're a different color a different shape a different size not one is better we're not like oh you know venus is way better than mercury like just because it's venus like it's they're so different and i just want to get that across that each person is so different each blueprint is so different each timing is so different and I, my goal is that I, I believe every woman should learn to read their own chart. That's actually the mission I'm on. Mm-hmm. I'm planning on teaching a course so I can show people how to read their own chart because yeah, that's, that's where you're awesome. really empowered. You don't need an astrologer to tell you. You can, you can learn it yourself and create a relationship with the planets and your own chart. So that's one of my goals mm-hmm. that I'm working on. But that's anyway, awesome. so Mars is your sexual self. And so I was saying Catherine's is in Leo. So she's sexual initiator and she's fiery in the, she's fiery between the sheets. (laughs) 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 And then, and then there's Kate who's, who's Mars is in Taurus, which is like really sensual. She needs slow Uh candles and music and things got to line up and she needs to be loved and adored and kissed on and Mm -hmm. you know so very different vibes in your in your mars you know so Mm -hmm. um different women different women different desires different ways that they show up sexually and let's talk about how what's valued in our culture is mine right that that's what's that's right and that's what's portrayed in fairy tales that's why 50 shades of gray was a 
millions of dollars, right, went into that movie and how many women, I mean, Kate, like this is even when I've been around you, like you're, you are sensual in nature, like not even is it to be sexual, like her nature is sensual and I am not wired that way. Right, by my nature? (laughs) Yes, actually. (laughs) Yes, like in, in the, at, I mean, and I hope this is how you feel when you're around me, like I've been in the like adoration, like wow, like you are so different from me and that's amazing and that's why I like being around you and so I love like this is why I wanted to do this episode I love all this unpacking because there's I am have no doubt there's a woman listening right now going wait I I'm Kate's nature even without knowing what sign just feeling those two two different um, value systems, right? And our culture only has one, although our culture values porn star, but then actually wants Kate as a wife, right? Yes. And then the, the yeah. wives like me or the partners like me are then shamed. Oh my gosh, later. what confusing right. messages, hey? It's like, oh, it's just right. confusing messages. Yeah. <laughs> right. Telling I mean, women who to be rather than celebration for who they actually celebrating, are. Celebrating who you are. That just reminded me that I want to tell your listeners to go look up their own charts and how to do that. Because if, if you can pull up your own chart and just look at it and feel into it and not understand any of it, that's okay. But just see where your Mars is, see where your Venus is, see where your moon and your rising and all of these things are. Just go to astro.com. Actually, you can use two sites, either astro.com go to extended chart selection and then you can enter your info and pull up your natal chart or you can go to cafe astrology and they actually have a little write-up so Mm. you enter all your information it gives you a little write-up about yourself and it tells you where your sun moon there's things i don't love about that site i'm not going to get into it but as a starting point if you really like oh this is cool i really want to know mine then um you can look on either of those and get an idea of what your planetary we'll, placements we'll are we'll post those we'll post those links in the show notes mm-hmm. so just to continue on the love blueprint stuff so one one really important thing in our charts that trumps in my view love is important we all know it especially as women love is really important but it's not as important as our soul's purpose, in my view. You know, that's really that's really the key to all yeah. of it. It's like, why are we here? What's propelling us forward? What is our growth and evolution? Who are we? Why are we in bodies? You know, like these yes. things. Why, what is even going on? Uh, that is when we can focus ourselves on our soul's purpose is when we're the happiest because as we know you guys relationships don't make you happy they just don't i wish they did what what a gift that would be (laughs) oh like i I wish it was that simple and i wish it was that simple that a house would make us happy and a car and money it just doesn't Mm. but what does is our is is really living into Mm. our uh rahu so i'm knowing knowing why you're here Knowing, knowing that every single person on the planet is here yeah. for a specific 
reason. And I think most people are searching for that reason through relationship or Mm -hmm. through a fancy car or through Botox or through boob jobs and through, through clothes, right? Like, I think that's the, the surrendered point of, of not shaming the seeking, but recognizing you're just looking in the wrong places, Mm -hmm. right? You're not going to find your sole purpose, right? In a new pair of shoes, right? Or in a fancy car, you're going to find your sole purpose in your astrology charts. Yes. Well, okay. Okay, so there's there's several things that can show kind of your purpose in astrology, and I just want to quickly say yeah. So, in my understanding or view, your purpose is not your career, though some people it's tied. Some people it is tied. Like they could be their career and their mission are tied. Um, your purpose is not your relationship. <laughs> it's none of these things. It's your deep your your heart that is constantly pulling you forward and we each have it and we each know we have it it's just whether we're following it or not so how you actually see that in someone's chart is their rahu and their ketu so this is actually a a vedic astrology terms though in western astrology in we have north node and south node so it's actually the same thing between both they just have different names and they, they see them slightly different but in my in my system it's rahu is very much you um where you're going or where your soul is pulling you it's like an invisible golden thread pulling you forward and k2's kind of what keeps pulling you back what keeps you you stuck and where you don't want to move forward so this shows up in relationship but it shows up in life and when you're living actually a teacher i study with ernst wilhelm he's amazing he's a vedic astrologer a tropical vedic astrology which is a branch of astrology he's one of the best in the world he explains it that your Rahu is the jungle and your K2 is the castle. So it's really comfortable to be inside the the K2 walls. You know, you're like, I'm comfy here. This is good. Like I've been there, done that. I'll just stay here and protect my territory. Um, And then the opposing point, your Rahu point is like, it feels so foreign to you. You're like, oh my gosh, how can I, oh, this is just jungle. I can't see my way through. I'm lost. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. And yet that's where you need to go. Um, and most people will live their whole life in their K2. Mm-hmm. According to ancient astrology, if you do not live into your Rahu, you will just keep going through this lifetime after lifetime until you do. So it's like, okay, well, yeah. what's the work is to live into that. So it depends on the placement there, which house it's in and which sign it's in, how it's going to show up for you. But I wanted to use you two as an example because it's tied to relationship for both of you. And it's tied to so much. I mean, I just think you guys give a perfect example because you have opposing ones. So if you're cool with that, I'll just go yeah. through your. Okay. Do you understand? Do you have any questions about Rahu K2? No, it's it's so powerful to hear castle versus mm-hmm. jungle. And I mean, I, I imagine Kate feels this way too. I, I believe we're here to evolve. Right, absolutely. Like, like life wants. I mean, we're we're recording this episode amidst the coronavirus. Like we're in the middle of a big wake up call on everyone being asked to question what matters most to them and how they want to live. And will my life be in alignment with my soul rather than just go through life with the this the motions? Then we die, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Right, and and you take nothing with you except your experiences. So this is such a powerful 
opening into how every you know one giving permission to say like everyone is meant to evolve and like the path of consciousness is yours to claim Mm -hmm. and here's what is meant for you right your soul how would you even say it like your soul's unique evolution or expression how i would say it you bring up a good point because i believe every single person's purpose is to evolve and awaken blanket blanket across every single one of us our rahu k2 axis shows us how Mm, perfect yeah so it's not like you're not going to have it in your chart that you're you're meant to awaken because we all are that's why we're here in my in my humble opinion it's how to do it Okay. So before you go into it, can I just say one more thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love this, um, how you, this to you is the most important piece because so much of what the new truth stands for, it's like, it's about like knowing your sacred love blueprint is important and it can keep you in fantasy. Cause if you know you're meant to experience a relationship or you're meant to, ex- it can keep you in the future versus the now and the trusting timing and life in the universe and actually being in your body and letting things organically unfold and so it because relationships are to do with other people right so it pulls us outside of ourselves and so that's why i love this being such an important piece and this this part for me in particular has been so life-changing and so helpful on my journey um, because it's it's about getting to know your own soul. And Catherine and I always talk about how to operate in your truth because the new truth is following your own truth. And most women just don't know their truth because they're so disconnected from themselves. This is like you getting to know your soul and what your soul is here to evolve into and to experience. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful um, place to to put your attention. It is. And, and just for women who do really want partnership, do you want the guy who's in the jungle or the one in the castle? I don't know. <laughs> or the girl, <laughs> like you, you're going to, you're going to like as much as you're living into your Rahu and you're living in your soul's destiny, you're going to be with someone who's equally at that level. So, mm-hmm. you know, and Andrew's going to be calling you for a reading, just saying. <laughs> yes, yeah. And ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, it's our evolution is the most important thing, mm. regardless of relationship. Relationship's just a potential path toward it. Yeah. But I want to just say one more thing on that. What was it? Oh, it was a good one, but maybe it'll come back to me when I start mapping this out for you guys. Um. Yeah, I'll just start mapping it out and hopefully that I was like, I got to write this down and I didn't. (laughs) Okay, so now I'm stuck on what was it? What was it? Okay, so we've got, (laughs) you guys have opposite charts in that for Kate, her Rahu, her jungle is herself, is becoming herself. And what's interesting about Kate is, I don't know if I can share your name situation, but it's yeah. a perfect example. Okay. I told the oh, story. Oh, we told, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so, so Kate, Kate's um, Rahu is in her first house, which is herself, her identity, her ego, who she is, how she shows up in the world. And her K2, which is her past and what drains her energy and what, what pulls from her, her castle is relationship. So with somebody who has their K2 in the seventh and their Rahu in the first, they're here to be march the beat of their own drummer. They're here to not stay stuck in the safety of a relationship and their, and try and find their identity through their partner. They are here to forge their own path and you know if Kate was just sitting at home with a partner and they were cuddled up on the couch every night she would die literally she would not be doing well and it's interesting because hers is also her um, Rahu 
is in Leo, which is another one of like independence, leadership, stepping up, being, you know, um, the spark. So she's, she's just meant to be who she is. She's meant to live into who she is and carve a new path for herself. So, and it's also her K2 is in Aquarius, which can be represent the collective. So she's meant to move away from the views of the collective. So Kate didn't really start, this is just to give women who are younger a break, didn't really start this journey till like maybe, I mean, you started it young, but really deeply till probably five years ago where 30, you started. 30, yeah. Okay. 30 so, is when I started really shifting the focus. Right. Cause that's when it starts maturing. That's when you start being like, oh, okay. So yeah maybe I'm not meant for like a typical relationship scenario or whatever. So Kate is very much living into it, but you know what? It's not easy. Nobody said it was easy because this is how you're meant to awaken. So you will constantly fall into K2. You will fall into codependency and relationship because that's, it pulls you back codependency or like the safety of relationship or partnership and being hyper-focused on your partner. And it's going to, it's a pull at her constantly. Mm. And that's her, that's her life battle. And we each have a life battle and that's yours. And yet when you're living yourself, when you're doing you, you are magnetic. Everyone wants to be around you when you're mm. in your relationship bubble or like in, stuck <laughs> in thinking about your partner too much. It's like you, it drains all your energy. Your partnerships can literally drain you. Yep. You have to watch it. That's why I chose an unavailable man. <laughs> it yeah. works a lot. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so you have to be careful not to let yourself get drained in partnership because it will it yes. will it will suck you dry for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And what what I love about the be who you are, I remember I I heard that for the first time in a Vedic reading. And um that's what I teach women how to do is how to be who they are. And they awaken what I call their heroine and start to become the heroine of their own story. And most of the women I work with have been married before, or at least in long-term partnerships, but mostly married before that it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. And now they're like, okay, now what? Now I want to get to know me. Now I want to wake up who I really am. And that's like, that's my journey. And that's what I'm here to bring to the world. So love it. Beautiful. So cool. So interestingly enough, Catherine has the opposite. <laughs> as, as if it's a surprise. Like I just feel like like now I since having this um, reading with you and like learning about this specifically, I remember how often I'd say things to myself like, "How come it's so easy for her and not for me?" Mm-hmm. Or like I and and really I feel like any spiritual teacher or, or coach to like watch themselves on clearly every human is not here for the same lessons no right and like how maybe like we have to track like i think the the 2020 like i have a whole like soapbox on like the end of guru gurus is dead yeah right like someone else telling me what um is true right is dead yes and and knowing the the castle jungle you know peace is really that place of like what is mine to learn like mm-hmm. not only what am I here for, like what's my purpose, but what is mine to learn? Because we're all here for different reasons. And I just love this continuous break set of dismantling. I mean, really, right? Everything the new truth stands for, dismantling the old paradigm and giving space to the people who are like, wait, I'm, I'm here for a relationship. Like I am here to have these experiences. And with that said, 
I take a stand for relationship skills is not only for partnership. Yes. Right. Like anyone who wants to learn about relationship, you're learning how to be in relationship period with friends, with family, with partner or partners, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in a healthy and empowering way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so for you, opposite of Kate, you're jungle is the seventh house your jungle is relationship your 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 jungle is learning relationship skills and your k2 is like if you were to live alone and and you know just be focused on yourself all the time you would be drained <laughs> you're, you're i've never lived alone ever well, that's, that's good because you probably yeah you you maybe you knew that younger i mean some people are on to their their destinies a little bit younger but mm, you know if you were but even if you were like I'm hyper independent and I'm, you know, living my life and da, 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 you, that would drain you. So you and Kate are actually polar opposites in that way, which I think is so cool. Mm-hmm. You're, but you know, relationship doesn't mean relationships easy for you. Cause you know, it's not an easy place the jungle is scary. There's animals <laughs> there's <laughs> bugs, and there's yeah. whatever else is in the jungle. So I think that you guys bring a really cool, balance to each other because you know mm. you're opposites you complete me yes and and we're learning from each other like so yeah. much and it's so so funny I I've been I mean maybe I haven't had a million boyfriends but I've had so many best friends like right out of the gate like even in kindergarten my mom would always say that I would like glom on to like one girlfriend who was like my whole world like inseparable always from one other person mm-hmm. um and and slowly but surely you know like my friendships are my life mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that and so much of my own learning went from like I would I struggled in friendships like mm-hmm. I've been blessed with amazing friends like having people who have loved me but I would always struggle to be a good friend like I, I actually did have to learn that and even my closest friends now I'm not someone who now has friends from when she was younger I don't like all my closest friends are from when I got sober mm-hmm. and when I think of that whole process like getting sober was my first experience of actually being who I actually am not who I had to try to be and could only release when I was drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that the, where yours is placed in the seventh house is business partnerships and it can be friends and clients too. Mm. It's, it's partnerships. So actually, interestingly, Kate, Kate is not built for a business partnership, but you are. Just did a little oh, I'm not. I want a business partner. <laughs> of course you do because you want to be codependent because your K2 is oh, like, <laughs> your K2 is like, no, you need a partner. You can't do this oh. on your own. Wow. So, but if, wow. You, if you were to be in a business partnership, you would, you would, you would struggle. You, it would drain you. Um, so you, you are meant to really forward your own path. And whereas Catherine is the opposite. She's meant to learn relationship and learn skills and balance balance out that way so but a podcast partner's okay <laughs> yeah just don't a podcast, yes a, po- a <laughs> podcast partner is okay well and it's so funny because it's because this has actually now talk about vulnerability this has been hard for me mm-hmm. like on, on the back end like has act absolutely been hard for me navigating very intense conversations like and and just dealing with my own 
you know, like feelings, like not when we're on the podcast, I'm having so much fun, but just in general and what it's like to partner with, right. To have this together because where I am, I've been well-practiced alone is doing my business all by myself. Mm -hmm. Right. But I'm experiencing unbelievable magic and gifts and it's been hard for me to lean into it. Right. Like that, that is true. And want to know something? The first two years of my, of my relationship with Andrew uh, was about how, I mean, he wouldn't say like you're selfish, but it would be like, do you remember that? Like I'm here? <laughs> like, do you, like, like, do you, like, do you know how to like keep me in mind? And, and my husband's like a serial monogamist. Like he has only ever had long-term you know, partnership, but yeah, that's a, that's a truth. My love really was very hard for me in the first two years of our marriage. And, and still like, that'll be the bump, um, of not just not keeping certain things in mind or like even forgetting I have a shared space, (laughs) but then it makes sense of why I was so obsessed. I mean, it's everything you just said too, of like the thing that we're discovering for ourselves, the thing that we are learning is then what we want to teach. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's it. Like everything about relationship made sense, you know, made sense to me. And then now it's like the, like as easy as breathing to then be talking about that yeah. world. Um, this, this is so beautiful. This is cool. I, Cause I'm like, I've been learning new stuff. Like, it, and that, just, that makes so much sense that you independence is just your nature. Cause it was your K2 mm-hmm. and codependence is my nature. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's just like all unraveling right now. That's so cool. Endless learning. Yes. Is endless. endless. Well, a- Andy, you are seriously phenomenal. This has been a phenomenal and remarkable conversation. I feel like astrology readings have to just be part of my coaching packages, you know, yes. for, for, for people to, to hear and, and we'll make sure that we post all of the links to get in touch with you. And we're so, so grateful for this conversation. Is there any last wisdom or, or insight that you'd want to offer um, the women who are listening? Oh, we talked about a reading. Well, yeah. Well, what I was thinking, if you guys would like to have me on again, which I would yeah, love, yes. is that we have a couple women send in their charts and we read them on the air. So we mm. actually like read their charts. Cause I think that's a really good way for people to learn is to hear another chart being read. So I wanted to offer that awesome. that if we do yes. a part two, they, they send them in, we analyze, we learn about that person. And obviously we won't share names or birthdays or things like that, but that would be super fun for all of us, I think. And we can go deeper into the love blueprint. Again, it's complicated. I wish I could get to all of it in one sitting, but we, I can't. I just thought this was was so powerful and what a perfect, so if you are not already join the new truth movement, Facebook group and Kate and I will set up, uh, um, like, like you can win the reading with you. So we'll do it. We'll do it that way. Absolutely. And what we was something we want to add, which I'd love to have Andy on there uh, to do this, but I'd, we're talking about in the new, uh, new, new truth 
Facebook new wait what's it called the new, the new truth, truth movement movement Facebook group. Um, we're talking about doing Thursday Q and A, so we'll do our release our episode every Tuesday, and then Thursday a Q and A about the episode. So if you're super into these episodes, you're enjoying them, come talk to us on there, so we know that you're there. Yeah. And then once we have you know a, a group of women who are wanting to go deeper into each episode, we'll do a Facebook Live. Catherine and I will get on there, and and we'll get on there with Andy and do an astrology one and yeah go deeper perfect perfect so yeah that's so fun and i'm so excited to begin those thursday q a's with you you. so good andy would you like to close us out with a tarot reading yes thank you yes um i almost forgot so i was just going to do a quick uh collective reading for everyone because i know the climate in the world right now is kind of wild and Let's just see what's up. Let me just see if we can do a reading for like a planetary kind of, or for our listeners, let's say. Yeah. So any, see if we can get any messages for our listeners. I also think it's in everyone too. It's a very ancient um, art. Mm -hmm. You can learn a lot about yourself if you understand this symbology and tarot. Okay, so what message wants to come through? Oh, we got the two of cups. Love. That is so (laughs) Harmony and love. So that can be metaphorical. That can be actual. I think that's a very, wow. I think that's a very positive I tend to, I tend on the positive side of things anyway, but like good. I got Jupiter on my first house right on my rising. So I, I tend to see things as as really good in this whole experience that we're going through collectively. I see mm-hmm. it as a beautiful opportunity. But anyway, the cards are also indicating that. So we've got the two of cups, which is like love and coming together. And interesting, I wish I could show it to you guys, but if you don't know the two of cups, look it up. It's got the two snakes, which is um, medicine. So I actually think that this indicates that things are going to be going into a harmonious state soon. We also have the three of cups, which is about celebration, joy, connection, understanding, love. And so the message there is to focus our energy on connection because you know what as my teacher wonderful amazing spiritual teacher i study with said he said um use this time you guys it's not gonna last and it uh, just really hit me because i was like i'm gonna be sad when this is over actually and i'm gonna look back and wonder if i use the time well or not so this is about using the time it's about celebrating and connecting with people oh, there's a lot of cards here around connection and mm-hmm. messages and conversations and stuff moving the knight of pentacles is a new opportunity new um so i think actually in these next couple of days we're going to get some new information but it's a bit slow it's a bit stuck in the mud the king of pentacles is slow so i think that we are going to get new messages and new information that's going to move things forward but it may like take a little bit of time for it to actually move forward but these are really positive cards you guys like i i feel i feel that things are shifting into a different direction so use the time it's what if it's only a week you guys is anyone else going to be a little bit sad when it's over i'm an introvert so this is easy for me yeah. i just have to say that, like, <laughs> i'm I'm alchemizing the time. I'm using it well. I'm creating businesses and um, studying and meditating. And Mm -hmm. I'm because I want to look back and know that I did the most I could. 
Beautiful. Absolutely yeah. Beautiful. So that's what these cards are about. And let's, let's pick another one here. I love it. And we always take things for granted and argue with reality. And it's so easy to, to wish it was the way it was, but what? Everybody was so stressed out and hustling and create. I mean, there's other, obviously other stress now that people are facing, but I do agree. I think it's yeah. such a sacred time. And this card, this card is saying, this whole reading is saying to connect with people more. So if you haven't been reaching out to people, this last card I pulled says, be bold and make the first move. Meaning if you have just been like in your little isolation thing and haven't checked on your neighbor or you haven't checked on your mm. best friend or you haven't called the guy that you were dating or you haven't, you know, I think a lot less connection might be happening than we think. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, a lot of people are not reaching out to other people. I think that this is a really good time to make those connections yeah. and to think of the people that that we're not reaching. I'm just gonna pull one. My favorite, the romance angels. I'm a hopeless romantic, so I love these. <laughs> um, let's see, just what romance angels have to say. Yeah, again, it's like the same message: heart to heart conversations. Mm. So connect, you guys. Connect with people. Use this time. Connect with your besties check on that person that's on their own or, you know, the couples, are they still getting along? Whatever it is, yeah. check in on people. But yeah, this is a very beautiful reading. So I feel quite good about that. Thank you so much. What an epic, epic. Thank you so much for having me. And I would love, Andy, why don't you um, join the New Tooth Movement Facebook group and take pictures. Oh, perfect. So send your your, um, episode, when your episode's released, um, post the pictures of these cards so everyone can see. And if you haven't already joined the New Tooth Movement Facebook group, please come find us over there. And this is our official announcement of Kate and I popping in on Thursdays after an episode is released to do a Q&A with you and just see how you're doing. And as always, these podcast episodes only take you so far. So if you're ready to take the, the next step in discovering who you are and creating a life that is in al- alignment with your soul, a relationship that's in alignment with your soul, reach out to us. And we are so grateful if you haven't already rated and reviewed and subscribed to our podcast. It matters so much. It makes a huge difference. And Andy, I hope the world hears this yes. episode and, and women will now share this with their friends. And so, so, so grateful for your time. Thank you for joining us today. Kate, you, you have epic friends. So much. Thank you yeah. so much. Best friends. You know, you're one of them. Both of you. Um, yeah, that was so fun. And I just want to say also, if you if you have any, if there's any episodes you want us to do a Q&A on, just send us a message on the Facebook group and um, we can we can do it really on any of them. Just send us questions and we can hop on there and do lives because that would be really fun for us. But definitely about this episode, we would love to bring Andy on and go deeper with you. So, and we'll definitely bring her back for part two. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us, Andy. That was the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Book a session with Andy. Get your astrology done. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the New Truth Podcast. You are a woman first. Throw away the fairy tale story so that you can have the real thing and a life that you freaking love. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and share it with all of the amazing women in your life who need to hear this message. And it's all women. Everyone. <laughs> like every woman you know. Share it with your grandma. You can find us on Instagram at The New Truth Podcast and our website, thenewtruthpodcast.com. Sign up to receive your free gift from us. 
the three major myths about love keeping you settling, sacrificing, and sabotaging your relationships. Go get it while it's hot. Get it. Stay tuned for our next episode. See you soon. See you soon.